The following podcast is brought to you by the website of Doom.com. Fight on, pilot robot boy! With unwavering spirit, bring great happiness! Helps if I put the mic in front of me. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Stratus. This is Dr. D. Oh, I need the microphone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sir Michael. Sir Michael, we're about to do something revolutionary on, on this podcast. We've never done it before. Not use microphones. No, we did that for the first... We did that for <laughs> Villainy, Inc. We had tin cans, the equivalent now of tin cans that we... We had one mic that we tried to share. Don't... Anyone wanting to start a podcast, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Or do... You took my candy. The intern is taking my candy. <laughs> um, I'm about to sm- so hit you with a whip. Um, we're going to do something we've never done before. We are going to continue something that we said we would from the previous episode. So we said, "Oh, we'll talk about this next episode." We're actually going to do it. <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> actually, this one was so. Last episode, we were talking about um, stupid edits in. Cartoons that are really meant more for adults or teenagers, really teenagers. Un- unnecessary cens- censorship. Um, I I call it because it is to me. Yeah. Um. Uh. Originally, so there was this little show called One Piece that was making quite a splash. Uh, way over in Japan. Uh, God, when did that start? I don't know. But anyway, American. Kids TV networks took note. They're like, oh my god, this is a major franchise overseas. Like, we gotta bring that over here. That could be the next Pokemon. This is amazing. So, they looked at it, and they were like... We it was for Kids Entertainment, the same people that did Pokemon and some other stuff. They looked at it, and they were like, we can't put this on our network. This is violent. And, it, and, and this guy's smoking, and this, this person has a sword, and all this other stuff. And this, that guy has a gun. And they were like, no, 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 we got it. We're still going to have the same success as Japan did, but we're going we're gonna to make it work for us. That was one of the most heavily edited, just mutilated anime shows when it first ran in the U.S. Um, I think they ran it for 50 episodes, and the one... I'll have, I see, I'll have to see if I can find a photo of it to put on the website. I'm going to have a hard time describing it, but there's a part... I don't, I don't think you got very far in one piece. Nope. But there's really. a part... Did you get to the part where you at least met Zoro? Yes. Okay. So you remember he's being held prisoner and, and the evil marine guy is holding him prisoner. He's going to execute him. Mm-hmm. And he's got his weenie little son uh, with the weird hair. And, and he's just like, my dad's the head of the Navy or whatever. <laughs> so they ha- they do that storyline. And there's a part where there's a little girl that's feeding Zoro because she knows he's deep down. He's a good guy. So she's sneaking him food. Um, and the weenie little uh, subordinate finds out. The son finds out. So he grabs her, and in the original show, he has her at gunpoint with a pistol, like one of those old-timey pistols from pirate days. Okay. And he's pointing right at his head. He's like, don't do anything stupid or I'll shoot her. Um, you can't put that on a kid's network. That's a real child in danger. Like, you can't do that. So what they did in the four kids... Um, edit was they created this incredibly elaborate device he's holding that has like a hammer and a boxing glove if i remember like it's this gun that if he pulls the trigger like a hammer will hit her on the head or the boxing glove deploys and smacks her so very looney toony yeah it was the mo and i was just like this just edit out the gun <laughs> like, it's just and I guess you couldn't because he's because there's a line where he's like, "Don't do it! I'll pull the trigger." But yeah, they're like, "Oh, what do we do?" He's like, "It's okay." In the world of One Piece, there's a company that manufactures boxing glove deploying guns it's called Acme. Yeah, the Joker <laughs> buys them too. Um, and- Popular with wily coyotes. <laughs> wily coyote that never checks a warranty. It's like, yeah, I want to return this. This doesn't work. Um, I'm sorry, you've used it already. <laughs> Um, so, uh, 
So yeah, One Piece was riddled with that. There is a character in it. I don't know if you got this far, but there was a Navy captain, general, whatever he was, named Captain Smoker. And that's what he does. He smokes. <laughs> he has all these cigars running down, like an ammo clip, but they're cigars. And he has like two in his mouth at all times. And you know the four kids sensor guy was watching that like, oh, really like what are we going to do so i think this guy just belches smoke from his mouth i think they edited out the cigars um and then sanji famously has a cigarette in his mouth at all times he just has it like hanging loose out of his mouth and that was going to be a pain in the butt to edit out so what they did was whenever he takes out the sucker and he's clearly holding it like a cigarette he's holding it with the two fingers mm-hmm. whenever he takes it out it's revealed that it's a sucker <laughs> They put a little pink ball at the end of it. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he just puts it back in and takes a drag off his sucker. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, one the original Four Kids run of One Piece was just riddled with that. Just so many edits. That it's just like, don't even, don't air it if right. you're going to have to do it to this degree. Um, and the voice acting was awful in it. So, um, but yeah. Uh that was another show that was pretty Which, unnecessarily that's, edited. That's weird, because Captain Hook in, in Peter Pan, Disney, smokes. He smokes a double cigar thing. Yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And so does... Uh, uh, Her- Ra- uh, Radigan from Great Mouse Detective has one of those weird Corella, Corella DeVille cigarettes. Corella DeVille smokes. Hades has a cigar. And when he gets mad, it goes <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> Which, it's just funny, because it's like... The good characters aren't doing this. It's always the villainous characters that are shown using tobacco products. You well, know, I never wanted to be a good character. <laughs> you well, wanted to. I, I wanted to be Goku. Actually. You re- well, you really wanted to make that uh, coat of puppies. I yeah. see. I see the way you look at Kiba. It's like <laughs> once am... you get older. <laughs> Where's the spots? <laughs> Yeah, I thought she was a Dalmatian. Like, oh, the spots will grow in. It's like, you. She's white. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other shows that did that. But A lot of Pokemon, too, I was reading. Uh, but we all know about the Pokemon censorship. Like the episodes that just didn't air, the changing of Blackface Jinx. Oh, that's um, right. People got really in a tizzy about that. The uh, Genghis Khan episode where he has a gun. And what's weird is guns are more uh, insane, crazy to see in Japan than they are in America. So the fact that they censor them out here is weird. Because, like, <laughs> someone has a gun in J- Japan, you know, that's... He probably's, he, he's, not pro- he's probably not a good person, yeah. and he got that illegally, and he's about to do something very bad with it. <laughs> Like, I don't think you can walk around with a kitchen knife. Like, (laughs) weapons just aren't allowed. Ever since the Meiji Restoration, when they outlawed all the samurai, (laughs) it's just like, you can't walk around with that giant knife. It's like, this is a sword. (laughs) Your kitchen knife needs to stay in the kitchen. This is an ancient samurai sword. Uh, Yeah, and it's actually funny. I have noticed... um, like with shows like Gravity Falls and stuff like that, um, which is a kid's show, they'll have like police officers and government agents pulling out guns, like firearms. Well, and, the policeman can have it. And But the world <laughs> keeps turning. Like, I remember right. back in the day, like the Spider-Man cartoon, you couldn't have a real gun. You had to have it be a laser gun, hmm. which always kind of took me out of it because I'm like, is this the future? Why does everyone have laser guns? G.I. Joe was big with laser guns, I guess. <laughs> no one died, though, right? That episode of Community is really funny to me. Oh, that's oh where they do the GI Joe yeah. spoof. Yeah, it's the first time anyone has ever died in GI <laughs> Joe. I loved him. Okay, I really loved him. I said it. I recently rewatched that, and it's really good. I I would really like it to be six seasons. They made six seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Six. I would really like the movie now. Six seasons like the movie, in the movie now. Yep. Six seasons in the movie. I would. I would even wouldn't mind missing rick and morty for a couple years just knowing that dan Harmon was making a movie yeah me too i did finish rick and morty did i tell you that no you didn't i finally i'm very glad (laughs) yeah 
So I get it. I get it all. It was really hard for me to watch, though. Um, Because whenever someone exposed me to it, I was intoxicated. (laughs) And... A running theme in Sir Michael's life. (laughs) Someone was trying to teach me how to drive, but I was intoxicated, so it was really hard. (laughs) But now I'm really good at it. I can only drive intoxicated, actually. I deploy a technique called being cool. <laughs> I, okay, be I cool. don't smoke. I just use suckers. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> what well, seems to be the officer problem? <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, that time I intentionally screwed up the words. I didn't just screw it up like I usually do. Right. Walking two season dead. Walking two season. <laughs> You didn't believe me. Either. I didn't. I had to listen to the edit and hear myself do it to be like, "Oh my god!" Oh, that's so funny. And I was cracking up, and you thought I was crazy. I was like... And then I started second guessing myself. I was like, "No, I'm not. It's him who's crazy." But did you like to? Do you seem to enjoy Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah, I did. I love Rick and Morty. That, that show really makes me fun. laugh so hard. You gotta put it up your butt, Morty. I can't do it anymore. I've done it too many times. <laughs> Just, they're robots, Morty. <laughs> uh, they're not robots. <laughs> they're bureaucrats. That's what I meant. <laughs> I, I, I don't respect them. It's it's quite it's it, it's quite traumatizing that show actually because when that happens in a normal show, it's like oh the, the background character died or something. Oh, the stormtrooper got shot, and, and no one cares. But like. They're running through an airport or something, and uh, someone is having a conversation about their children, and then he gets squished by a rock or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, he had a family. <laughs> He's dead. Did I tell you? Did I tell you about um, one of the most like effective oh crap scenes uh, in a video game? Did I tell you about in Metal Gear Solid? Not Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, the one that starred Raiden, the hack and slash game. There's a part in that game. So the whole game, you're just cutting through henchmen left and right. And and so the villain does that thing. He's like, you're a monster. You, you're a murderer. He's like, these people made their choice. They stood in my way. He's like, did they? And then he does this thing where, like... Because nanomachines are basically magic in Metal Gear Solid Land. So he uses the nanomachines to project what they're thinking. And, like, you hear the henchmen going, like, God, I don't even want to be here. This guy's murdered so many people. I just want to go home to my wife. And then it cuts to the next guy. He's just like, I just want to see my kids again. And they do that for, like, all these henchmen. He's like, you don't think these people had lives? You don't think they had families? And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I've killed, I I've killed, like, 500 of these dudes. <laughs> like, I killed them all. And I killed them all really badly. Like, in that game, you cut them in half and then cut them in half again. Like, uh-huh. like it's violent. And I was just like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it better when they don't have faces. I like, yeah, I like it when they're stormtroopers. They're just he- cannon fodder. Like in the Uncharted games where it's just like this clown car of henchmen that show up. <laughs> and you just shoot them all and then they all fade away. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's hard playing video games when you think about their programmed past <laughs> every single one of these characters have backstories dreams and aspirations and you've destroyed them all yep children who are going to grow up to hate even more when will the cycle of hate end in video <laughs> games actually have you ever played undertale I have not. I've heard good things, but I just... Where's the time? Yeah. Between <laughs> Dragon Ball I could and... either make this podcast or play Undertale. Take your pick, listeners. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, there, you can do... You can play pacifist mode. Not mode, but you can play a pacifist. Because you'll run into enemies, but you can kill them or not. And it affects the game. You know, how you go through it and stuff. It's quite interesting. Um, what was... I was trying to think. There was another game that did that. It is funny where in Metal Gear games, like, if you're playing it right, you can get through the entire game without getting a kill. And I remember I played... I was playing Metal Gear Solid 3. And there's a part in it where you... It's... I think it's a dream sequence where there was a... There's a... One of the characters... This is a, <laughs> Okay. I just realized this is going to sound really stupid. <laughs> Because when you explain the plot of a Metal Gear game, you're like, oh, I'm dumb. I like dumb stuff. (laughs) 
But here goes. There is a ghost character called the Sorrow that like infiltrates your dream and like it's this it's actually a very cool like artistic part, but you're going down this river. It's like the river of souls or something, and the sorrow is up above like like you must pay for your past transgressions. And at that point in the game, every single henchman you've killed will walk down the river at you. Like all these ghosts will come at you. And I, at that point, thought I was doing really well. Because usually I play Metal Gear games with my Trank gun. Like, I just put people to sleep, hide the bodies, get my way to the objective. I'm usually... I'm pretty pacifist in a Metal Gear game. Or I'm, like, a real secret agent. Because you don't want just a body count down the hallway for someone to raise the alarm with. Right. So, I thought I was doing really well. Until, like, 200 people... (laughs) came down that river at me and i was just like i've killed this many people <laughs> this is bad i don't even remember doing it like i i thought i was like being really peaceful and good and uh-oh <laughs> so yeah metal gear metal gear solid 3 has a really good part where it basically punishes you for playing the game wrong it's like why are you <laughs> killing all these people that's no don't do that there's also a funny part in metal gear 3 so metal gear 3 takes place before all the other ones and ocelots in it Mm. And there's a part in the game where you have to knock Ocelot out. So he's on the floor at your mercy. So if you want, you can just pull out your gun and pop him in the head. If you do that, you get an immediate game over. And they're like, Snake, what have you done? You've ruined the timeline! And it says, (laughs) instead of game over, it says, Time Paradox. And it's just like, wow, that, like... Good on you for thinking that knowing players would be dicks and do that and yeah. ruin the storyline of like, no, this character has to come back for Metal Gear Solid. And, and giving the option to do that, too, because there could just be like, oh, he's there, you know, you can't kill him because there's always those people who you want to kill, but they're like, you just slash through them. I'm thinking of like there Kingdom was, Hearts and stuff like that. There was a part in uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Where it was supposed to be this very emotional part where you find these child soldiers in Africa. And your mission is to get them out of the war zone and escort them to the helicopter. And what should have been this very powerful, beautiful, moving scene of getting these children out of their horrible lives (laughs) was undercut by the utterly broken AI on the children where you had a button to tell them to get down, so if a patrol was coming by, they would all hit the deck. But they would just do whatever they wanted. They would just... It's like if they were all Pikmin, but they didn't listen to a word you said. (laughs) And I'm like, get down. You have to get down. The helicopter is right there. If you don't get down, you'll be spotted. And by the end, I'm not kidding, I was like pointing my pistol, not the train gun, the (laughs) pistol at them, like, get down or I will shoot you in the head. And it's funny because if you do that, I think he'll put the gun up. Because they knew they did not want to have a scene in there where you could shoot a child. Because that's the last thing you want on Fox News is like, Metal Gear Solid Five condones child murder. Um, <laughs> so I was just yelling at these poor children that have gone through such hell as child soldiers. Like, if you don't get down, I am leaving you in the war zone. <laughs> Do you want that? Do you? Get on the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I think the AI was pretty childlike. <laughs> I think it was it worked the way they intended it to. This bush is interesting. <laughs> stop. Stop getting caught on the bush. Come on. No, this way. Kid. <sighs> oh, I started playing. I put in a good many hours into Prison Architect. Have you ever played that? I've seen. I've played a little bit of it. So this is what's funny about me playing that. I used to play a lot of games in my recliner in the living room but my recliner is this wonderful comfy thing that just lulls you to sleep (laughs) like the sirens call so i would be sitting in my living room with my keyboard on my lap and my on the mouse and i'd be playing prison architect and (laughs) i'd just go to sleep and i'd wake up and i'm like oh i gotta build this prison and then i'd go to sleep again because i was playing the like the tutorial ones uh-huh because they like have the those campaign. pre yeah they've got those preset ones that you kind of like build a cafeteria wire the cafeteria for electricity and all that kind of yeah. stuff and uh i kept falling asleep and i haven't i haven't touched it since <clears throat> i think i've put three hours in wow not long well but does that include sleeping it probably does uh. See those that's I probably put in two hours. I, I that's my f- 
favorite type of game? Like, I guess it's a city builder, right? Mm. Slash management, kind of, maybe. Not really management. But um, there's there's another game. I don't know if I've talked about this. called Banished. Have you seen? I've seen you play it. <laughs> like, you've seen it. The I've name. Seen you, yeah, I've seen the name. It's really boring. It's another one you'd fall asleep to. <laughs> I like those games where you... You you set it and forget it. Like, you could take a nap. And that's what's great about this, too. Because I have a dog, right? It's a German Shepherd. And just super hyper, like, she needs a lot of attention. Not attention, but um, activity, energy spending thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, she has to go on walks, and she has to go play, and burn the calories because she's a working dog. And she has to do smart things because if she doesn't, she gets bored and chews on the couch or something like that so these games are perfect because i could literally set the blueprint to build something and it starts building and it takes a couple minutes so i can get up go do something um without even pausing and then come back and everything is is you know more or less good and the thing has been built so i don't really have to wait i don't have to sit there and wait, or it's like you with a nap, but instead of a nap, you're actually doing something. <laughs> so those are my favorite. That's what that's what banished is too. <clears throat> um, but instead of a prison, it's a it's, it's a town. You have to build a town for these nom- for these exiled people. They're basically Mormons. They got kicked out of. <laughs> you have to build Salt Lake, basically. <clears throat> So, but Banish is a lot harder. <laughs> you got your, you're a little Joseph Smith and you're yeah. like, we are going to go here. Well, or was it Brigham Young? It was Brigham Young. It was Brigham Young. And, uh, by the way, if you, I did not know about this. Can, I, can we do this? Sorry. Can I interrupt no, yeah. real quick? There is a little fun little trick you can do with Siri. I don't even know if you consider this a trick, but I'm going to do this live on the podcast. Hopefully it, it ends up nice on the mic. What were the wives of Brigham Young? Looking. Okay, I found this on the web for what were the wives of Brigham Young. Oh, come on. No, okay. List the wives of Brigham Young. Let's see. Oh, come on. Siri, you're worthless. I'm switching to Android. Yeah. (laughs) Another conversion. (laughs) What was... What did he say? Oh, this is going to kill me. What were the names of the wives? Let's try that. What? <laughs> do you know when you do the thing where it d- kind of takes a second to load? So you're like, "What were the?" Uh? And then you try and say it again, but it got <laughs> but it the first up, part. Yeah. So it's just like, "This is what I found on the web for what were the uh? was what was the thing?" <laughs> what were the names of Brigham Young's wives? Checking my sources. The wives of Brigham Young are Miriam Angeline Works and Mary and Angel and Lucy and Decker and Harriet Elizabeth Cook and Lucy Augusta Adams and Clarissa Blake and Clarissa Caroline Decker and Clarissa Ross. Chase and Diana Chase. This and will go on for three minutes. And, <laughs> and you can see on the screen, you guys can't, but Michael can. Wow. It, it goes this long. It scrolls. <laughs> <clears throat> does it does it list the age of his wives? I don't think my thing talks. Um, if I go down, I can see the years they were alive. I can't see when they were married. Okay, we'll stop that. <laughs> but if I want to let that go, I think that that goes for about three minutes. It lists every single wife that dude had. And boy, he what was he, the age of Joseph Smith's wives. Oh well, there's the ages. Oh, that, that's the age they died. But one of them was thirteen. Uh, the youngest one was thirteen years they old. They were they were quite down with the faith. It's like you, wife, you were wife too, wife, <laughs> wife, wife. <laughs> I he just had a dartboard that he was throwing. <laughs> I. I could get into it, but I don't think you want me to. I don't, but I just found I'll, that very... be off the puck. I found it very funny that Brigham... <clears throat> I did not know Brigham Young had that many wives. I just I just love that that list goes for like... Five. Minutes. Yeah, it's a long list. It's and just, it's, is it first and last names, or was it just first? I think she was just listing first names. Yeah. I think there might have been last names. Because all of them are Smith, right? So <laughs> it would make sense to say first. I like how at a certain point it kind of goes to the theme song of um 
Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> or I guess if you put a beat to it. But um, in Animaniacs, the countries of the world, where he's like, United States, Canada, India, Peru. If you just put that theme to it, it will kind of at one point match up to that. Sally and Betty and da 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 I'm surprised you didn't memorize that. <laughs> the Country of the World song? Yeah. I know bits of it. America. Only part that matters. <laughs> Only in America. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I should get back into Prison Simulator. Or Prison it's Architect. Fun. Prison Simulator is just where you just you get just told you have a pretty mouth the whole time. Yeah, it starts where you're, you, you're in the court and you're found guilty. And it's randomized. It's really cool. It's procedurally generated. So the judge randomly sets a number of how many years you have to be in jail. <laughs> and then you get sent to the jail and you more or less just sit there. You can walk around the cell and then when it's unjail time, they open the door and you can walk out. And it's real time, though, too. So a second in real life is a second in, in jail time. So you literally have to play for how many years <laughs> you're in the jail. And and if you shut off the game, it doesn't count the time anymore. I like to think that if you keep the game running and you come back to it, like you're like, oh, I'll just leave it on for a day. Right. And then you come back, it's like, you are dead because you, <laughs> you got shanked to death. Right. It knows when you go AFK. If you don't do anything for like 10 minutes, uh, some uh, Bubba comes in <laughs> and he either rapes you or shanks you. Have, and... you, have you seen season two of Daredevil? I haven't seen season one of Daredevil. Oh, okay. I have there's seen season a, two. So the Punisher is in season two of Daredevil. And uh, there's a scene where he's in jail. And he proceeds Daredevil to Daredevil like, or Flash? The Daredevil. Who? The Daredevil of Dare. Oh, Daredevil. <laughs> the Daredevil. Um, there's a scene where the Punisher is in this hallway in this prison. And they're all coming after him. And he proceeds to shank every single person in the hallway. <laughs> like, it is the biggest bloodbath. <laughs> um, Speaking of bloodbath, I was just reminded yesterday for Halloween, for October. <clears throat> ah, sorry. Um, we, uh, I'll occasionally watch a, a horror movie um, every weekend or so. And yesterday I watched... Um, Cabin in the Woods. I've heard good things about you that. You haven't seen I haven't, but oh, I've heard no. such good things. You so should. Like I need to watch it. I do not, that so is on good. my list. That is on my list. I want you to watch it this month. That's the the only horror, well not the or, only, but it's Let me see if I have access to it. So, it's it's not on it's not on Amazon Prime, but you have to rent it. It's not streaming anywhere that we found. Unless it's in your library already. It might be in the library. It might be in the library. In the library. So I have a coworker. I work in, I, I work in tech support nowadays. Because, you know, the Gundams. Mech, yeah. mech tech support. The OS ain't simple on those. And there's a guy I work with. Yeah. You, you make the, the weird operating system Gundams, though, mm -hmm. that, like, I can't use because it's weird. And it's all, it's, uh, yeah, and you're, it's just like... It's backwards. You're like, you just want to install your program on the Gundam, and it's like, it doesn't recognize the dot mm -hmm. .exe. And I'm like, oh, uh, I don't use Windows. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. It's a, mine's like Linux, but even more hardcore. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. nothing works on it. Very, very <laughs> hipster. Um, it's called the hipster operating but HOS. The, I used to work with a coworker that would be telling people about issues with their operating system. And he would go like, yeah, man, because you've got a live, uh, you've got a library folder here and the library <laughs> folder is all screwed up. So what we need to do is rebuild the library folder. And I just want to be like, stop, <laughs> stop saying library. It's library. library. And every time you say library, she doesn't believe you more like <laughs> if my technician was just like yeah my your library folder is broken it's like well you don't know how to say the word library correctly so yeah i'm not i don't think the library folder <laughs> is wrong maybe the library folder is broken library. but but yeah uh that bugged me he did it every single customer just like mm, the library folder is broken uh i'm checking my library now for a uh, cabin in the woods i used to say especially 
Um, <laughs> on my I, pil- my pillow, or however you say it. <laughs> no, I don't say pillow. With my crowns. Box of crowns on my pillow, oh. <laughs> especially. Um, I've been I've been working on my accent, though, because in the future, everyone speaks normal. <laughs> or it's like in, uh, in After... Not... No, After... Earth? After Earth. What's the... Is it the Jaden Smith movie? Is that After Earth? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, where they develop this weird British Southern accent. That movie's hilarious just for that. Just hearing, like, Will Smith saying this British Southern accent. Because they, like, talk to this dialect person. They're like, what do you think the future accents are going to be? It's like, well, it all melts into one. So here's what it sounds like. British and Southern. (laughs) Yeah. The non-regional dialect just goes out the window. After the after World War Four or whatever, <laughs> I don't see that happening unless everyone now. Even if you're like, I feel like there's always going to be an accent. I just feel like yeah. they crop up. Like even in Japan, there's accents. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference, but there's an Osaka accent. Maybe if I lived there, I would eventually pick it up. Like the right. differences, but apparently there's an Osaka accent and a Tokyo accent. There's, yeah. I don't know what the limit is on, like, the size, but even in small little countries... I don't know if Hawaii has different accents. Um, <laughs> Each island has a different one. It's like, it's Welcome possible. to Oahu! <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Sour fairies everywhere! Well, because there's a lot of Asians, Japanese, who are in, on Hawaii now. So I, like... And then there's the, the native natives... So just, I don't know. Just looked up that Crim's, Chris Hemsworth is in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Count me in. He's... That's the dude last episode we were trying to figure out who he was. Uh, Kirk's dad. Oh. That whole episode we were like, <laughs> who is that guy? We couldn't remember his name. We knew it's he was Hemsworth, Thor. yeah. So he's shirtless in that, by the way, for one. Uh, interesting <laughs> thing about um, Cabin in the Woods, it was made by MGM. And it, MGM went under right as it was done <clears throat> mgm has gone under multiple multiple <laughs> times like when when we were watching magnificent seven the mgm's logo logo came up oh and i just peeked over to my friend and i was just like mgm nope we're still not out of business <laughs> we're back <laughs> um my request has been placed for cabin in oh the Woods. perfect i don't know what that means but it means that whenever they ship it to my library it will be there oh gotcha gotcha yeah so I placed a hold for it um, so it was made in like 2009 and then it was put on the shelf because the thing went out of business. And then, um, I forgot what it's Legion layaway. I don't know. Some other company <laughs> saw it and they're like, this movie's great. And they released it, uh, or distributed it, whatever. <clears throat> so luckily it came out because it's really good. So it's really weird because, uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it and it was before he was a big star. Um, so he's in it and you don't notice him and blah, blah, blah. And then he becomes Thor and he becomes all these other things. And then cabin in the woods comes out and he looks super young compared to Thor. I mean, cause Thor looks like twenties, right? Yeah. He's an adult, uh, not twenties, but you know, uh, early later, 30s, later twenties, later twenties, yeah. early thirties. And in this, he's like, he's supposed to be a college student, young, uh, early twenties. And, it's just really interesting. So, and, and the same thing happened to Red Dawn. Is that what it's called? The remake? Yeah. Red Dawn? I remember one of the kids from jo- uh, Drake and Josh is in it. Uh, the fat kid is in it. Hemsworth is in that, too. Is, oh, that's mm-hmm. right. He is in that. So that was another one that was delayed because of MGM's downfall. Third downfall? I don't know. I, rem- I also remember in that movie, I believe it was originally China that is invading. Yeah. And the, and nowadays you want to suck up to China hardcore when you're m- m- putting your movie overseas. Like, they'll edit movies just for China. Oh, Like, Pirates oh. of the Caribbean 3 got its own edit for China. Warcraft. Do you know how much money Warcraft made in China? I, I think About it was, like, an obscene amount. Three, like, three times more than in the States. Like, uh, it, a lot. Like, that's where it made all its money. Because no one in America liked it except for the hardcore nerd fans. <laughs> <laughs> but Asia in general just like shot that movie in a hundred of hundred million uh, range thingy. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> it made forty kafuffle dollars. 
<laughs> made six <laughs> Klebox. <clears throat> and which is great because I want them to continue that story because I love, I've always loved the uh, Warcraft storyline since, you know, eight years old, basically, whenever the first one came out. And, uh, and it's, it's so hard finding a video game movie that's good because the on- only the people who play the video game appreciate the movie usually, right? Which is like 10% of the viewers. Everyone else thinks it sucks. So then the world thinks it sucks. Well, to be thing. fair, usually it does suck. Usually it does. <laughs> but you get more points. Like Hitman. I, I loved Hitman video games. Now you're <clears> talking <throat> about the first one because I heard the second one was god-awful. It was like a hyper action movie, which like missed the point of the initial Hitman games. Like they made a remake of it. Or oh, something. yeah, I think yeah, I, uh, that one just disappeared, huh? Yeah, it but, came out and just died. Um, I, I'm talking about the video games. The video game the, I didn't play the first. My one, sister actually, got really into them. She re- I've never touched one. She she played them off my account and loved them, and then she like bought one of the mm. more recent ones. She's, yeah, she really enjoys they're, them. They're they're very good. They're very. Because it's it's a, uh, I don't know. It, it's not a shoot 'em up action game. I mean, that's an option, but you have to be really good. And I ammo I would, actually. Exists. I would be I would be interested if they did a study. I'm sure there's been a study on this, but when you can like, because it's kind of from what I understand, it's kind of a stealth game. Mm-hmm. You want to not make a scene. The rush you get in a Metal Gear game when I went in, like in Metal Gear Solid Five. I placed all these traps. I like planned out my entire route, put all these traps, looked on the map, checked everyone's things, got in, got out. Not a soul saw me. People fell for the traps, and I got on my helicopter. Not a word. Like, no one even knew I was there, and I got an S rank on the mission. The dopamine that releases when you get that, I would be interested to see, like, how it ranks up with, like, heroin. The, the reward. Yeah. yeah it's just, <clears throat> I feel such a rush when that happens, when I know I'm, like, I'm about to do it. I I plan this, I execute it on it, and I'm about to get out of here, and none of these suckers knew I was even here. Like, I would be very interested to find out, like... Like yeah, that's the equivalent of shooting heroin. Like yeah. <laughs> that that's an amazing rush you just had. There there's there's one particular uh episode, I don't know what you call it, um level. Level. Thank you. I haven't played video games in a long time. <laughs> of Hitman in my game box. <laughs> um it was it was particularly uh, stood out to me because you're in this theater, right? In this uh auditorium type place. You have to sneak in and the goal is to kill like the main actor guy or something like that and so you're doing this during um the play and so you have to sneak in and you go in the back you go in the back rooms and you have to like uh knock out the waiter and then dresses the waiter and sneak around and you can only go where waiters go if you want to go somewhere else you have to dress as the other person um and you set up these chain of events that end up switching the prop gun with a real gun and so during the play and and you can go up to the balcony and watch the play and it's the last scene and you see the the other actor pick up the gun and shoot him and uh, it shoots the guy and he dies and everyone thinks he's fake dying and it just says mission complete or something like that and it's like (gasps) and then you have to exit (laughs) and it's just like i have a boner like i can't walk out with this with this erection <laughs> turned into Archer. <laughs> I can't hear you over the amazing boner I have right now. Exactly. And it's like, oh, man. Because you have to get to the extraction. And so watching is optional, but who wouldn't, right? Like, Dude, you put in so much work to get that result. Like, why wouldn't you watch yeah. it? And, and it's so great that you can. Because you could just, like, wait out, like, just before the exit and then have it be complete and then walk out. Uh-huh. But, but, you know... <laughs> I'm watching, you know. Um, it, it was it was fantastic. One of my favorite things to do was um, kind of preemptively in Metal Gear Solid Five. I would put C4 on communication towers. If I saw one, I would stick one there. Or if I saw their equipment for their radios, I would stick one there, just in case things went foobar. Um, and so sometimes things would so i call in their helicopter i'm like i need extraction now they're like all right we're on the way boss and i'm booking it out of the base right and so they're shooting bullets are whizzing by my head they're shooting at me and i get on the helicopter 
And on the helicopter, you can use weapons still. Mm-hmm. So I pull out the detonator for the C4. So I'm sitting on the helicopter, look, and you get a perfect view of the entire base on the helicopter. And just before it takes off, I'm like, you lost the moment you started playing. And I hit the <laughs> C4, and you just watch the communications tower go down, and you see the base blow up, and you see this. And then you hear the radio chatter. I'm going, They've lo- we've lost communications. Where'd he go? We've lost communications. And then the helicopter just takes off, and you see it all just smoking below you. And they're just scrambling like ants <laughs> trying to figure out what went wrong. Who the bad guy is. Yeah. It was, again, I was just like, I'm glad I'm on this helicopter because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to run with this boner. Like, it's, <laughs> it was so, it was one of my favorite things to do in that game is if things went south, just the action movie, just you sit down and you're like, game over, bucko. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> cool, insert cool quip here. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's very satisfying. That's what's great about the Hitman games. And, but the hard thing is, though, too, is... There's, like, a right way to do things, and then there's any other way to do it, though, too. So it's, they kind of, they don't railroad you. Like, it, you're not in this confined thing that you have to follow. You can deviate. But, Dishonored um, was kind of the same way. Dishonored kind of tricky. functions like that. Yeah. There's a kind of, like, well, we set it up just, like, here's kind of the breadcrumbs to the yeah. path that you should probably take, but whole level's yours. Do what right. you want. Because you could easily also just be in that balcony and, like, shoot them from there. But um, it's not as satisfying, you know, because you'll get caught. You have to run, and then you have to hide from the people before you can be you, – you can leave. And, and, and there's side objectives, too. Um, so there's, like, the easy way, the fun way. So then... you, you've made fun of me before when I said this, but I always prefer to play as a character that's smart rather than a character that uses brute force. You were like, nerd. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> when uh, I say nerd, that's a term of endearment. <laughs> that's but not that's, an insult. That's one of my favorite things when a game offers that is to be a clever character. Um, nerd. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now that I know it's a term of endearment, thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, because it's like I have no right to call people nerd. I just put in a hundred hours of World of Warcraft <laughs> in a week. So me calling someone a nerd—it's—it's—it's it's, it's our n-word. You know, it's, <laughs> we can call each other that. Yeah, but no one else can. But someone else does, and it's really offensive. I, I think I told you about this, but um, I can't remember if I brought this up on the podcast. Forgive me if I did, but um, I saw the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Wait, was there a sequel? There was Into the Shadows. Okay. Um, and it's awful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm breaking any... Uh, uh, I don't think I'm blowing any minds here by saying that, but the the, the latest in the t- live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies was awful. And uh, it's, just, it's so bad. That was, that was one in addition to... Uh, the first one they did, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's, it was this year, too. Huh. It's called Out of the Shadows, and... There's Don't a you get out into the shadow? No, because in the movie they want to get out of the shadows. They want to. They want to be. So, they basically they were Ariel from Little Mermaid. They're like, I want to be where the people are, oh, where the pizza is. So they grew up in the shadows. Yes. Okay. So now they want to get out of the shadows. They should have called it out of the goo because that's where. The... <laughs> but you know, I'm a better writer than apparently those guys were. You, you honestly are. <laughs> uh, so what does that mean? No, you are a better writer because. Well, <laughs> I guess that is kind of a lot. backhanded compliment. Like a baby could have wrote a better movie, but even Michael could have. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize how backhand. I apologize for that. Um, but uh, there's a part very early on in the movie where uh, April O'Neil, played by Megan Fox, has to get information out of Baxter Stockman, who's being played by Tyler Perry. And oh, is he dressed as a woman? Though? No, no, oh. no. He's, he's the, not. The first time ever. Yeah, is he a male? <laughs> no, no. Because Star Trek was the first time ever. Because remember, he's at the very end of that as like the head of Starfleet. Is he? Yeah, he's like the Starfleet dude in the first Star Trek remake. Oh, I didn't know that was Tyler Perry. Yeah, that was. And everyone's just looking at it like, why is Tyler... That movie had Winona Ryder and Tyler Perry in it for literally no reason. Oh yeah, the mom. Yeah. Um. So <gasps> Winona Ryder. Okay. Continue. Okay. <laughs> um, I just love her. So, just um, just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, there's a part, she's like got this watch that she's using to download stuff off to, off of Baxter, Baxter Stockman's computer. Is she has to be in Trek? range. No, this is, this is Star- back to Terminator. This is, no, this is a, 
Ninja t- Turtles. T- Ninja Turtles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's she's has to stay in range, so she has to like butter him up and talk to him. And there's a line where she goes, um, where she's buttering him up, and Baxter Stockman goes, "Oh, I've, I've never met a, a girl like you that's such a such a geek like me." And she goes, I'm actually more of a nerd than a geek. Mm. It's kind of more the difference between Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And I leaned over into my friend's lap and went, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I was just like, come on. That's awful. That That movie is a good disaster piece because there's a part where Shredder does this prison break and he just gets teleported away. They're like, what happened to Shredder? And he just gets teleported. He gets teleported to Krang's base. And oh. Krang literally comes up to him and is like, Shredder, I know all about your exploits. I had a key that got the Terradrome into your dimension. It, but the key was split into three pieces and hit across the planet. You will get the three pieces for me and we will get the Terradrome together. And Shredder literally goes, I will help you. <laughs> it's just like... I'm sorry, what? Because <laughs> Shredder doesn't question a thing. Here's this giant robot man with a little gross thing in its stomach. And telling him, like, hey, I've got this all-powerful battle station that I can drag through into this dimension. And it'll destroy everything. And you seem like you're down with that. So why don't we work together to get this thing? He's like, sounds good. <laughs> maybe, maybe Shredder is just, like, the main character in a video game. <laughs> and he talks to the NPC and it does this like big long storyline and then he's just tapping A. <laughs> just like, hey, uh, Krang, is, hey, uh, K- Krang, Krang is a Kipo Gabora from Ocarina of Time. We're like, the, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, I know. I just need Did to get back get to all the, of that. Yeah. No. No! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the fourth pass, you realize you could hit B. B and yeah. it doesn't accept. <laughs> There's also a part in that movie, it was it was priceless. It's It's really... I'm spoiling this for anyone. You're missing out a really good moment if you haven't seen the movie. But there's a part where uh, they make Bebop and Rocksteady. And Bebop and Rocksteady, that whole movie, I was waiting for them just to start making out. Mm. Like, I really think at one point in one draft of the script, Bebop and Rocksteady were gay. And they were going to have this really progressive movie. But then one draft, it got taken out. But the whole time, it's like they are the they are so in love with each other. They get made, and they're just, like, so stoked on each other. He's like, you're a warthog. And he's like, I'm a rhino. It's is amazing. And Megan Fox is, like, watching, and she sees the ooze that was used to make them. And so she hurries and goes up to the table and grabs the ooze and books it out of there. And they're like, hey, go get her. And it's this big chase sequence. Later in the movie, she's like, she's like, we're innocent. Like, this is all lies. And she's like, really? And she'd pull up the security footage of April O'Neil stealing the ooze. From the previous scene. Mm-hmm. Now, what was supposed to have been shown was Bebop and Rocksteady were edited out of the footage. The problem is the shot is so tight on Megan Fox that you don't notice that Bebop and Rocksteady have been edited out. Because for all you know, they're just in the part of the footage you're not seeing. So that's what's supposed to have been conveyed to the audience. But all you see is Megan Fox grabbing the vial and booking it out. And it cuts back to Megan Fox in the police station. She goes, that, did, that, that didn't happen. That's not how it happened. Like, that, that didn't happen. And Dallas sitting next to me goes, yeah, it did. <laughs> and we busted up laughing. It was so genuine of like, no, you did do that. You did steal that vial. We saw that in the previous scene. And it's because they didn't show you Bebop and Rocksteady being edited out that you just were like, yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> like, you clearly stole that vial. We saw it twice now. Uh, so yeah, that movie is just awful. <laughs> it's just a horrible, horrible movie. And this is coming from someone that was like the first one. I was like, whatever. But no, the second one. When they're in the turtle van, and they press the button, and robot arms come off the turtle van and start swinging giant nunchucks, I was like, wow, we're watching a toy movie, aren't we? <laughs> this is a toy movie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. But I highly recommend it. Everyone go see it. It's really good. It's like Cabin in the Woods. I say that having not seen Cabin in the Woods. How dare you? Cabin in the Woods is very... Um, it's like Evil Dead-esque. Which you've seen, right? Uh, are you talking about Army of Darkness or the original Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Oh. 
If I was talking about Army of so, Darkness. So, uh, so uh, Cabin in the Woods had like a $4 budget. <laughs> no. We got this cabin. Let's make a movie. Uh, kind of. Well, uh, so uh, the screenwriter, the, the, the everythingers, Josh Whedon and uh, his best friend, whose name I forget, apparently wrote the script in a weekend. Like they locked themselves in a hotel and in between doing it with each other, they... <laughs> They produce the script, <laughs> and it's a really good. And this isn't this isn't a, a good movie because it's bad. This is a genuinely good movie. So I, that's what I always hear. It's 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 requested, and and um, it's very t- talky too. So it's not it's not just eye candy. It's not eye porn, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, you have to you have to uh, listen to the the words that they say from their mouth. Kind That's of thing. Typically, how <laughs> communication works, Sir Michael. But, but normally, like horror movies, it's like, "Hey, dude, we're at a party in a cabin," and then someone comes and starts killing people, right? Like you don't. Which they, you also have to explain why suddenly cell service isn't working because once yeah. the invention of the cell phone ruined a lot of horror films. Well, you don't. You don't need to explain. You just need to say that it's down. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, oh, it's I don't have. You cell have service. scenes like that where either the phone gets thrown in a lake. Or cell service went down. Like, I'm not getting any bars out in the woods, guys. It's just like... Because nowadays, you're just like, why don't you just call the police? Right. Why don't you just call for help? And, oh, my God. I, uh, I love Cabin in the Woods. Because I hate horror movies. Let me let me preface with that. I don't think I hate horror movies. I'm just a massive coward. <laughs> I, I like to be creeped out. I like Alien. Alien creeps me out, so I like Alien. So, well, here's... Uh, yeah, Alien is a horror movie, I guess. Um, this is, this is like a cliche type, uh, I know what you did last summer or scream or, but, but even older. So think cabin of the wood, cabin in the woods. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's what we've been talking about. <laughs> What's that movie that I said it was like, uh, not army of darkness, evil dead, evil dead. It's the typical cliche, like the horror story around the campfire, the guy with the hook, you know, there's a murder on the loose, and these two are making out in in make out point, and then the guy gets murdered. For everyone must be punished for their sins. It's it's the you were making out. <laughs> She's a virgin fornicator. <laughs> yeah, they get punished for doing something. Said Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very that, and this explains because I hate formulaic movies. You know. Uh, they just get old. They're they're done already. You know. <laughs> you hate Jason X. It's like oh, they go into space just like right? every other movie. Um, and uh, but this one is a good, such a good movie. I need you to like bump it up in your list. It's the only other thing besides a Naruto box set that I've okay. requested. <laughs> I I just really look forward to you watching it because I think you will like it a lot. Well, this has been Dr. D. And Sir Cabin <laughs> Woods. Sir Wood Cabin Woods. If you don't have a way to end the podcast, you can just say it. <laughs> and Sir Michael. Into the stratus, <laughs> into the cabin, into in the, the woods. stratus woods. <laughs>